0: Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of The New Standard. And usually I would have my partner in crime, Neil Kulong, to my left. I think Neil's going to hop on, but it's pretty late back east. It's past midnight because of Steelers, and that's why this show is called A Tale of Two-Halves. Played a very different half in the second half, and this game subsequently went to overtime. But they did get the victory. The Steelers go into the bye week three and three. And before we hop into the program, I want to say, give my thoughts and prayers out. Let me make sure I get the name right to Daryl Taylor of the Seattle Seahawks, who was injured late in the fourth quarter. So thoughts and prayers out to him. I hope he is safe in that he makes a quick and speedy recovery and hopefully he can get back to playing football sometime soon to pursue his dream and to help support his family. So, again, prayers up to Daryl Taylor again. The Steelers win the game 23 20 in overtime. And before we jump into just looking at both sides of the ball, we're going to look at some metrics here to try to break this game down. Is This is why you pay big players a, a lot of money. TJ Watt with the big strip sack to set up the fumble for uh, the game winning field goal, excuse me, by Boswell. T.J. Watt with the big sack on a previous possession. That's why you pay big players the big money to make big plays in big moments. And T.J. Watt played a fantastic game. Um, I think uh, Cameron Hayward played a fantastic game as well. The defense really rose to the occasion. But this was absolutely a tale of two halves. In the first half, the Steelers absolutely dominated the ball game and really jumped out. Uh, and and really dominated that game before I I give my total thoughts of the game. And then we kind of saw it shift, but I want to talk more to it because, you know, an ugly win is a good win, but it's an ugly win uh, nonetheless. And uh, big up to Melvin. Melvin said, what's up, Lance? Can't comment anymore about to start driving, but an ugly win. It's a win, but an ugly win three and three into the bye week. And we'll we'll, we'll speak to that. Thank you, Mel, for those comments. Please drive safely. Big up to Grayson Brown. Let's toast media. Big up to everybody in the chat. A win is a win. And that's that's why it's difficult to win in a National Football League. Teams make adjustments, things change in games. And it's definitely ebbs and flows. I kind of wanted to call the show ebbs and flows, but a tale of two halves is good. Let's start at the defensive side of football. But before we do that, Make sure you go to the website, or excuse me, to YouTube, do a search for the New Standard and Lance Williams. Please like and subscribe to the program, and you can find the podcast on a variety of podcast platforms. Any of the popular ones, you'll find it. Do a search for the Steelers and the New Standard, and you will find the show. We're going to power through this show because it's pretty late on the West Coast, and I know it's very late in the East Coast, so you'll probably wake up to this show. What's up, brother Jay? Big up to Lance. Also, want to say uh, congratulations to hip hop. A fantastic versus tonight. Big Daddy Kane versus Karis one. So congratulations to the culture, to hip hop. The culture was represented in its purest form. Hip hop, DJing, graffiti, MCing, break dancing. So big up to the culture of hip hop. Big up to Karis one. Big up to Big Daddy Kane. Two of my legends growing up. Made me want to MC, so big up to those two guys. So let's just jump on the defensive side of football. And I think the way we're going to do this is we're going to look at some numbers to kind of break down these games and and kind of give our thoughts. Because I think there's some key components that are critical when you look at any type of game and trying to break it down. Let's start on the defensive side of football. Of course, the big plays were made by T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt in the game finished with two sacks caused that fumble was fantastic in the game and so was Cameron Hayward but let's look at the third downs in terms of the defense the Steelers held Seattle to three of 12 on third down which is outstanding in terms of yards per attempt the yards per attempt was pretty down as well and especially when you look at average yards per gain only at 4.8 they only averaged 4.8 yards that's solid. I think when you look at the Steelers' defense, I think it was just a tell of uh, it was a tell of two halves like the show is called. The Steelers played outstanding, but when you look at the third quarter, that's where it really showed up where the Steelers struggled. And in that quarter alone, Seattle ran for 110 yards. They were averaging 7.3 yards per carry. Alex Collins had 13 attempts for 79 yards, he averaged 6.1 yards per carry. They hit a run for 26 yards and a half as well. All told, again, 115, you know, excuse me, 110 yards, 15 attempts, 7.3 yards per carry. That's when, the, that's when the game flipped. They were also in that quarter one of one, 100% on third downs. Geno Smith completed four of his five, five passes, one touchdown, had a quarterback, a perfect rating of 158.3 in that quarter. So it was definitely a tell of two halves. Because in that third quarter, they were spraying the Steelers out and really getting after the Steelers, running into, uh, excuse me, some light boxes. <coughs> excuse me. want to catch a little drink here. Sorry about that. Coming down with a little bit of cold here. Um, so it's definitely a tale of two halves there. Um, the big thing, it was the turnovers. The turnovers really flipped this game. And and that's where TJ Watt came in, in terms of sacks. The Steelers, I thought, got great pressure in the game, and they have not come out with the complete game book. But, but in terms of sacks, you know, of course, had TJ had two, Alex Highsmith had one and a half sacks, Warmly had another sack, so they had four sacks on the game, and that and that and that's really impressive in terms of the fact that Geno only dropped back thirty-two times. So again, the Steelers play really good defense in the first, second, and fourth quarters, and in the overtime, but did not really play good defense in the third quarter. And that's all it took for Seattle to get back into the game to tie it up 17-17. So overall, when you look at that third quarter, and that's, again, while I call it a tale of two halves, Seattle ran 20 plays in the third quarter. If you project that out over the course of a game, of course that's 80 plays, which is a ton. They had 175 yards alone in the third quarter, which was half of their total yards. So, again, the Steelers had to make adjustments and recover from that third quarter. Because, again, if you look at the Seattle numbers, they had 309 yards of offense. And they got 175 of those um, in that third quarter. Um, and 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 a great comment by Steeler sixty three. He said T.J. Watt saved us in overtime, causing a fumble and Bush recovering and Boss kicking the winner. Absolutely, and and and, and sometimes it, it just is what Kenny Love said. A win is a win, and it was ugly, but a win is a win. Big up to you again, brother Jay. On the offensive side of the ball, it wasn't very pretty, but it was effective. And we talked about on last week's show is the way the Steelers play offense sustainable. And, and, and before we jump in that, let me jump into some of the numbers from the game. Uh, let's see if they got the game book out. Uh, and, 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 and while I'm looking for the game book, I want to answer that question. Is the way that the Steelers play, it, you know, is it sustainable? And I, I think what we want to see is, you know, I think, I think what the Steelers want to do is run the football a lot more and, and, and kind of copy and mimic what they did against Denver. And in terms of sustainability, you know, I think we saw them struggle running the football today. Um, and good, the game book is up. The Steelers averaged 4.4 4 yards per carry. Najee Harris had 24 attempts for 81 yards, really struggled, I thought, running the ball for much of the game, only averaged 3.4 yards per carry. And I think we came to the conclusion that I didn't think that the way they're going to try to play is sustainable, but they're getting wins. But I think what we see is, you know, this offense works best when Ben Roethlisberger does not throw the ball 40 times, and that's what he did in today's game, 40 For 29, uh, excuse me, 40 attempts, 29 completions, 229 yards. So in terms of third down percentage in the game, the Steelers were only three of, uh, excuse me, five of 14 for 35%, not very good. Um, In the red zone, the Steelers were two of four, 50%. Got to do better in there. You got to really try to convert those uh, and and try to, uh, you know, at least be at three or four. Uh, to make the game a little bit more comfortable. In terms of yards per attempt, the yards per attempt weren't very high. Probably about five and a some change, 40 attempts for 229 yards means they're not really getting the ball downfield. I thought the um the fumble that Ben had was big in the game, put Seattle into some advantageous field position to set up a score. So, so so the offense was just average. Um, I thought the defense was pretty good for three to four quarters. I thought the app, the offense was average overall for most of the game. But when you come to the larger questions about sustainability, you know, the Steelers, if they want to follow this game plan, they're going to have to run the ball better on first down. I don't have the first down carry numbers, but, but, but they're, they're, they're going to have to throw a little bit better. Um, Ariel 75 said, if Ben was not clutched during crunch time. Looked kind of scared. You know, I, I don't know if he looked scared. Uh, he didn't look great, though. Uh, scared, I never know. But he did not really look great. So in terms of sustainability, I don't know if the way they're trying to play is sustainable. But I do know it's the best way for them to play. You know, I, I, I think, you know, Ben throwing it a ton, I think that's not the way to play. And let's jump into Felicia's comments. What up, Felicia? She said, "Man, the Steelers play these butt sofa clutching games. Glad Ben made his cat 400 catches, but most soak Tyler won't have a losing season. TJ is a monster. um it's interesting yeah when you when you look at this though, just a very interesting game, and five hundred teams are what we see tonight, right? I mean, their, their team, and, and and that's what the Steelers are, right? You are what your record says you are. And when you're a 500 team, it can look like this. Uh, and I think with this football team, I don't think the Steelers fans can complain about what the wins look like. Um, you know, they're going to scratch and claw for wins. I mean, they got, what, 23 points tonight. Uh, that probably still puts them under 20 yards, scoring for an average. So when you want to run like when you run a run a run the ball, when you want to run the ball like this, and you want to play, you know, field position, time of possession, you can't turn the ball over. You have to be really good in the red zone, and you have to be good on third down. Steelers weren't good on third down. They were average in the red zone and they turned the ball over. So the other way you, you you combat you combat that is you get some turnovers. So they win the turnover margin and win the game. But this is going to be a bumpy ride this year. You know, I want you guys to buckle up because, you know, th- this is what it's going to look like. Uh, you know, th- this is going to be, you know, you know, th- this is going to be an interesting season. Um, you know, it- it's th- they are what they are. They're a 500 team with an inconsistent offensive line. Um, you know, you saw that offensive line play. But again, it's just a win. And this is what this team is. Uh, To Grayson Brown's point, it was a developmental win. Wins like this are key for young teams. Yes, they are. Uh, You know, they struggled. They overcame some adversity, and they won. But again, you know, to Kenny Love's point, the defense will look better when Tua comes back. The offensive line will probably look back, look better when Zach Banner comes back. And you see Zach Banner at the right tackle position. Uh, because Dan Moore, his pass protection is absolutely terrible. Um, Let's jump into the comments from Steelers63. Ben has to be more careful when he double pumps at 39 because he's lucky the defense bailed him out in the ensuing Seahawks drive and didn't cost the Steelers any points. Well, you know, it just is what he is. I mean, he is what he is. He's at the end of the rope at this point. And so there's not many paths to victory um, that this team has. So they're going to have to keep the turnovers down. They're going to have to get turnovers. They're going to have to be good on third down and good in the red zone. And they're going to have to run the ball well. You know, if they can do those things, they can scratch out and sniff and scratch out some wins. But they're they're in close games consistently. And that's going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be tough. They need to get to it back on the other side of the break. And, and if they do, I think things will improve and things will be better. Let's jump into the comments from Steelers 63. Offensive line regressed this game in the running game, but gave big time Ben big time to throw. I I think I think you're right, Steelers 63. I don't know if it's regressed, though. And, and that's what I'm trying to illustrate and get through. It's not necessarily regressed. They just are what they are. It's inconsistent. This offensive line is just inconsistent. That's that's what it is. If you say regressed, that would mean it's good. It regressed from something that was a a, a standard that they had. But the only standard that they've established this year is inconsistency. It's still young, but you might see some improvement, particularly when Zach Banner comes out. And, 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 And I love Felicia's comment. Felicia says the Steelers have the same record with the Browns. They have a bye week to get healthy and the Browns to play. And that's kind of where it is right now. I mean, it it's this is that's why it's the tale of two halves, ebbs and flows. This is what five hundred teams look like. They struggle. They don't play consistent football in all three phases. That's why they lose games. You look at the Browns today; they got smashed by the Cardinals. Not good. Not good in the phases. But to Felicia's point. Who knows what happens with Baker Mayfield with the labrum injury. Got banged up in the game. Will he be right? And and that's the ebbs and flows and just how an NFL season flows. Different things happen. You just kind of gut try to get through them and and gut yourself and get these wins. And you see where it all kind of stacks up at the end of the year. Um, Ariel 75 says Dante scares me. When he stops on those routes, makes Ben look bad. I don't know if it makes Ben. We just don't know what what the play call is and what the communication is. What's supposed to happen there? I don't think he's trying to make Ben look bad. I, I you know I'm sure it's not a personal thing. Um, let's jump into a comment here from Edwin James Garner. Super early, but thoughts for Week Eight's preview title: Will the Steelers flush the Browns, or will they end up back? in Steeler Nation's doghouse. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to talk about the Browns game as of yet. I mean, I think the Browns are more talented, much better on the offensive line. Um, I don't know. The, the AFC North is an interesting division this year. I think right now Baltimore is the class of the division, uh, and we'll see what that Cincinnati-Baltimore game looks like uh, next week. I think that will be Really, the measuring stick for the Bungles, excuse me. But, you know, again, solid victory for the Steelers. They go into the bat, bye week, excuse me, three and three. You get Zach Banner back. Hopefully, you can get to it back. Hopefully, you got through this game without a ton of bumps and bruises. You get the win. You feel a little bit better about yourself. You get there three and three. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I I think if you were to ask this coaching staff, do they feel good about being three and three at this point? They take it. I mean, you know, I for one, you know, I, I was writing their epitaph at one and three. They came back and won back-to-back games. But I still, you know, when I look at this team, I still think it's a seven, eight, seven win team. Does this team beat Russell Wilson? No. But they didn't have to play Russell Wilson. And that's what it is. These wins count whether you beat Russell Wilson or you don't. So, hey, man, whether you take a six and a half to the prom or a ten, you still went to the prom. And you might have had a good time either way. You might not have had a good time with the ten, but you had a great time with the seven. Hey, you got to the prom. Either way, you bought the ticket, went to the dance, ate some popcorn, enjoyed yourself, and had some fun. So there's nothing for the Steelers to be ashamed about going into the break at three and three. Like Felicia said, they're in the same spot as the Browns. Uh, let's jump into another comment from Brother Jay here. The Browns are a different team with Chubb out. I think the Cardinals show a good blueprint to beat those Brownies. Well, the Cardinals are probably the best team in football. I mean, they're 6-0. Oh, so I don't know if uh, the Steelers can duplicate the blueprint that, that, that Arizona did. But I think he's right. Brother Jay is right. The Browns aren't the same without Chubb. It's a run-dominated offense. Let me jump into Grim Clock said. Good job, Lance. Thank you for the props, uh, brother Jay. Laugh when I said seven and ten. You know it's seven and ten, brother Jay. Come on, man. You you're watching these games. I mean, you, you you you're you're watching these games. You know, these games are too tight. I mean, these games are too tight. Um, I mean, absolutely, they are. I mean, and when you play tight games all the time, they can go either way. Um. But because it is so late for me, and I know it's late for you, we're going to keep it crispy. We're going to keep it short. We're definitely going to come back for a Thursday program, and we'll keep it kind of spicy, Jump into some topics. You guys can shoot us some questions, but we're going to get out of here. And as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.